it's not like that's one of the things that right right now that's what I'm working on I'm working on becoming the person that I say that I am nobody gets to define you but you so if you want to be that person start doing the things that that person does in your life like that's something that I'm like okay non-negotiable for me I want to start taking cold showers gonna do it you know I, I you gotta make things happen for yourself like there will be nobody else that makes things happen for you but you Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you'll see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back to the Let's Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and we are switching things up around here. I had my entire podcast schedule for April, May, and June done, but with the current state of the world, I upheaved it all to better provide for you guys during this chaotic time. So if you haven't listened already, on Monday, two days before this was released, I released a other mini episode with my friend Nikki that's just meant to make you laugh, give you something to think about, some inspiration for surviving these times, and handling the overwhelm that can come up if you're someone that deals with anxiety, a past of eating disorders, any of that. So what I'm doing now is that every Monday in April, be on the lookout for those bonus episodes that are just short, you know, 30 minutes or so, I'd say. More of a just catch up with a friend. We chat real-time topics, so less formal, more fun, and I just really hope you guys enjoy those and they give you just a little bit of added joy in this time. (laughs) And today was actually supposed to be with Lark Skin Co. as an episode, but as things got shifted around and I had a last-minute recording with today's lovely guest, Kennedy Hafner of The Healthy Half. I just had to share hers today. So it truly had me laughing my ass off throughout the entire episode. So I really hope it gives you guys something to laugh about, smile about in this turmoiling time. If you guys don't already follow Kennedy, she's at The Healthy Half, and I highly suggest you check out her page while listening today. She is truly one of my favorite people because whenever we chat, we can just be laughing so hard and then two minutes later find ourselves on some deep philosophical inspiring thought pattern (laughs) and that's just beautiful. I love having that simple ease of discussion with a true friend and I hope you guys get that energy from this recording, something to uplift your day. And I wanted this conversation to really not only highlight what's going on currently in the world, but, you know, some of the good that's come of it or some of the lessons, things that's taught us, kind of the idea of a silver lining. That's why Kennedy and I start out by discussing her birthday spent in isolation. Um, And from that, we go to her move across the country just two months before this all happened. We start with those stories because one, they're just a good story. Lots of laughs, lots to think about. And two, it just shows that yes, these sucky things can happen in life, but look, it can be good and fun and okay too. We have the power to choose in how we react, 
how we move forward, and what we do with our time on this earth. It's something that Kennedy and I discuss at length throughout this episode, and I really wanted to drive that thought home with you guys. We create our reality. If we choose to see the bad, all we see is the negative. If we choose to see the good, we find the positive. You choose what news and media outlets you watch. You choose what businesses to support. You choose to either scroll Instagram or take that five minutes for your mental health check-in. You choose how to treat those around you. It's all your choice. And as Kennedy says in this episode, nobody is going to make any choice or that important choice for you. They're not going to take that leap for you. And they're not going to take that step for you. It's all up to you. And it's all in your power to change it too. We may have lost control of some aspects of life, but we gained it in others. Think about it. If you're like me, working from home now, full-time, you're not one of the people out still working at a functional job, you now have control over different aspects of your life than ever before. You can choose to have a slightly slower morning, or when to work out, or what to eat, or how to wind down at night. You can choose to call a friend with a little break of your day, or to walk in nature, or to work extra, or to rest more often. The choice is yours. So even when we lose some control, because let's admit we have lost a lot of control during this time, we must remember that ultimately our life is our own. We make the choices. We take the next step forward. And we are our own biggest supporter. And I mean, at first, I really struggled with this all too, because my part-time jobs got put on hold, so I have no income. I am jobless. And while that is, you know, can be seen as a curse, it can also be seen as a blessing. Um, Let me explain. (laughs) So at first, I simply saw it as no money, my life is over, how will I prepare for the future, what about that money I owe, did I choose the right course in life, blah, blah, blah. It kept going on and on. And In this positive psychology course that I'm currently taking, we call that type of thinking catastrophizing. When one thing that is out of our control drives our thoughts in a downward spiral of worst case scenarios, the what if game, and all that negative energy, we begin to only see the bad and it drives our anxiety, our fear, anger, or frustration through the roof. Now, as I take this course in positive psychology, it also teaches us how to combat that catastrophizing with a few tools. One is evidence-based, so you rewrite the narrative to be truthful. For example, I may not be making money, but I'm only spending money on food right now, and when my jobs start again, because they will, I will save up and pay off what I owe. That is a fact, that my jobs will start again and I will make money again. This right here is just a momentary pause in my plans. Another one you could use is plan. So you take that worst case scenario and reassure yourself with a plan that you will or would take. So for my plan that piggybacks off that evidence one, say my jobs were to never start again. I can always find work elsewhere. There are plenty of restaurants and small businesses that I could apply to until I find the job that I truly want. Now, those are just two of the simplest examples, but I'm just trying to reassure you that it's okay to feel overwhelmed, but do not let yourself stay in that catastrophe downward spiral for long. Pull yourself out 
and do what, need, do what you need to do to support yourself. You choose how you react, you choose how you show up in the world, and you choose how to make the most of this time. And I really hope you get that message from our chat and some laughter because it is funny, I swear. We actually start out on the more funny note with the birthday talk and extrovert talk and all that fun stuff. And then towards the end is when we get into the philosophical life lessons, silver lining talk of this entire situation with Kennedy and her life. So if you want to connect with her, oh, and also she's been on the podcast before. I forget the episode number. I'll have it linked below. You can go to that and listen to her full interview that gives a better outlook at her life and, you know, like who she is in another realm. This is kind of just a fun, friendly catch up. So you can listen to that one and you can find her on Instagram at The Healthy Half. You can find me on Instagram at Emily Feichels and at Let's Thrive Podcast. We would love to hear your thoughts about this episode, what resonated, what you liked. Just reach out. I'd love to connect and chat with you. And if you want to support the show, which I would greatly appreciate, you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rate and review and even subscribe. Means the world and I appreciate it endlessly. So without further ado, let's begin. Well, you just had a birthday. I'm just now realizing. I did. I did just have a birthday. It was my, it was different. (laughs) It was different. Well, yeah. you'll always remember it, at least, kind of. Everybody will remember this time in life right now. Like, honestly, I, it was, so yeah, it was my birthday, birthday last week, and I was expecting to have, like, a birthday here in Portland, like, go out to dinner with friends, like, and I had this whole day planned for myself, like, oh, I'm gonna go do some of, like, my favorite things. I'm gonna go to a cycling class. I'm gonna go, like, to this, like, place called Knot Springs here in Portland. It's, like, this cute little, like, wellness center. I was like, oh, I'm just going to go and do my thing. And then all of a sudden I got all these emails, like everything was canceled. And yeah, so I ended up spending my birthday just kind of walking around my neighborhood, enjoying myself, drinking a ton of tea. I made brownies. Woo. I did a little, I know, I did a little bit of everything. And honestly, like I was telling my, I was telling some of my friends, like it was kind of a weird relief. Like I, and I know that sounds really strange because it's like it's your birthday you want it to be like super fun but I basically like when I moved here right like I've I have friends here but no friends that I was like this is the person that would like make a birthday happen for me or anything like that and like I mean I'm happy to invite people to my own birthday dinner and things but like I didn't have like a group of friends even so like I honestly think that like that worked out and I got to spend my day my by myself which was strange and I didn't talk to anyone really I mean like I talk to, no I'm saying like I talked to everybody yeah obviously have like face-to-face interaction but like I have never in my life felt more like loved and celebrated though like the fact that so many people messaged me took their time to do that and it was just it was a really good birthday it was really strange but really good well and it's actually pretty funny like since I've started this account on Instagram same thing like birthdays just take go to a whole new level because suddenly you have like I mean depending on you know like the person you can have tens to hundreds to some people you know thousands like wishing you happy birthday and I'm not at that range obviously but like just the amount of people that you just I don't know it's like I think it's it can be so easy to discredit a friendship because it's 
like people make it so cliche oh you made a friend on the internet it's like uh yeah like she's actually amazing um we talk every day <laughs> and like it's true and you know like they remember your birthday and they send you a message or like a sweet personalized thing like it's just so loving I it was, I get it was that. such a good yes it was I felt so loved in like that sense I actually it was funny I I called my mom the day after my birthday and I told her I was like mom that was like such a good birthday I mean obviously like it was really not much of anything but I literally think I spent like eight plus hours on the phone with people and like you know got so many messages it was just so nice but I told her I was like it was so weird this is my first birthday ever that I didn't hug a single person <laughs> and I miss it so much like I really truly like miss hugging people and that's something and I know that sounds so strange and weird and you know how like sometimes you meet people and they're like oh I'm a hugger maybe that's me but like I love like I love the fact that like as humans, we need that. But like, it was so strange to me because I didn't get that on my birthday. And it was, that was one thing that like truly stood out to me. And I think that like, we all are kind of coming to terms with like the current state of the world. And like, the fact that everything is so different than it used to be. And like, it's funny how quickly you adjust to it. Cause like, I bet you, you haven't really probably thought too much about like, when's the last time I hugged someone? I don't know. But it's like little things that are like, small things that you're just like wait I never realized how important this is like the fact that like you know like I felt so loved and embraced in such a different way that wasn't physical obviously on my birthday but like it was so weird I was like I didn't give a hug on my birthday what <laughs> yeah no it, it is it's so odd like it's making me and so many people like just realize little things that we don't always notice or we don't you know we take for granted and um yeah I think it'll give us a lot in the in the end a lot to you know work on grow from uh really take take as important so i completely agree it's really fun to watch people be outside with their families yeah it's like going for runs walks everything it's pretty it's pretty cool how quickly we as humans like truly do adjust to these things um and that's something that like i find quite inspiring is just the fact that like we make do we always do it always works out like somehow we make it work for us and you know but obviously that's its whole thing and it's it's a lot it's a lot to understand and come to terms with i think right now but well and like this is something i wanted to like discuss too in this like little talk session is like you just moved to portland what like two months ago Yep. And like, I just feel like, I mean, how, how did that adjustment go? You know, like leaving your family, like everything you pretty much knew in Florida to go to Portland, um, right after the holidays, the beginning of a new year, like how did that transition go? Because I mean, this is a hard time, but like, I just can't imagine where I'd be if I was in your position. <laughs> Yeah, I, always, I keep joking. I'm like, wow, I picked the perfect time to move out and move in on my own, didn't I now? Like, of course, like the one time that like you want to be with your family and like playing games and like eating and feeling community. But I will say like, I truly think that all of this happened for like, for this reason. Like, and I know that sounds really strange, but I actually was trying to find a password of mine that I somehow had misplaced for my hard drive and like there's no going back for that <laughs> yesterday and so I was looking through some of like my older notebooks and I found this spot in my notebook where I was like writing down like just kind of random like 2020 goals like things that I just like wanted to do and 
I mean, I guess you can call it what you want it. Maybe it's like manifesting things, but I specifically wrote the first thing on that list is in 2020, I will move to Portland. And I was just like, so shocked when I came across that because I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I truly knew that I wanted to do this. And looking back at the timeline now that this all happened, I'm just absolutely like so grateful for it because initially I had actually planned to come out here like mid-March to look for places and to like, you know, see what was out here. But like, if that was the case, I would not have moved here for quite some time. And I think that would have really truly been devastating to me because I mean, I, I loved living with my family and I'm forever grateful for all that my family has done for me to make my, my dreams come true, truly, and to be here today. And I think that, you know, I, I say this all the time. I'm so grateful that like, I have such a unique family that supports this in my dreams, because I know a lot of people would have graduated from college and their parents would have been like, you're going to get a real job, like a nine to five where you sit at a cubicle and get benefits and put things into, I mean, of course, you know, but my parents were always like, oh, wait, no, this is a really cool thing that you have going for you. Like, try it out, try it out. We'll, you know, we'll let you live with us, try it. And eventually I was like, you know what? I need to, I think I need to like create my own space in this because for me, I feel so much more inspired when I am living in my own space and everything is, you know, how I create it to be. And it's definitely a unique time though, because I did just move here and I was right in the moment of making friends and starting to make connections and finding community here. And quickly all of that I felt like was taken from me so fast because now I don't get to go to these community spots. And I mean, I'm not even saying woe is me because like I have to say like I'm so grateful for all of the people out there that are essential workers right now like doing things like I don't feel bad for myself having to sit in my house at all like I really don't but I was just getting to the point where I was like finding these community spaces that work for me and like seeing familiar faces and you know all of this stuff that like wow I was getting in my groove and all of a sudden I was like okay I now will be absolutely by myself until further notice and that was really strange for me and i'm not saying that like i'm going to come out of this a different person or anything but i think it's made me really confront my like realities of how i operate my day and like what i'm doing and you know what i prioritize and how i you know spend just time by myself and it's been really really eye-opening already and it's only been what two-ish weeks of I don't even know (laughs) now it's been a while but but I I think that again you know like back to the original question like I moved out here and that was such an adjustment on its own and I had no idea that this was coming um but if I look back on it I don't think I would do it any other way really because I think that I think that the timing obviously always works out for how it how it should go but this was just for me like I felt every everything in my being felt like it needed to go and do this and you know and the timing could not be more perfect like I'm settled in my place now I'm I have the the things that I need in here and I I feel like I was ready like I was prepared for I mean maybe not this but I I really would not do it any other way like the adjustment was hard but it's so 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 worth it to be 
independent and feeling how I do right now. It, it's, it's, I can't even, I don't even know if I could put it into words. I'm truly, I truly feel like I've found like such a sense of joy in just like smaller things in life because I'm choosing to enjoy them by myself. Like, you know, sure, nothing might be that exciting about a walk, but it's like, it's really fun for me because I'm like, oh, I get a, I get to choose my schedule and I get to walk out of my apartment and like go see my neighborhood and just, it's truly like, it brings me back to the whole, like, it's really about the little things like right now and always, it always has been, but we get really distracted in all of our different scheduling things that I'm just like, it's pretty cool to take a, take a moment, take a step back. A hundred percent. And I'm right there with you. Like there is something special about having your own place or having it with someone who's very, you know, maybe aligned with you. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like similar to you, I have a very, very thankful for my family that has let me just, you know, crash here as I try to figure out what the hell I'm doing with my life. Um, But like at the end of the day, like there are times where it's like, you just want your own place to feel creative. Like I have my living room looking so nice and just like boho and vibey. And then like my dad comes home and his crossword puzzles are like in the background of my picture. And I'm like, okay, like that's not going to work. And then it's like, I, you know, like there's just so many things you want to throw on your music and then they come downstairs and you want to listen to your podcast, but it's talking about, you know, like all this stuff and they're there and there's just so many ways like to have your own space is just amazing. And it's definitely hopefully in my future too. Um. it's so so good and it's just such a different challenge like truly just living with yourself every day is is fun but it's different (laughs) so in that sense would you say you're more like of an introvert or an extrovert then oh my gosh I am a hard extrovert like I can't you're okay okay (laughs) I know that whole statement made me sound like an introvert um, I think I'm just weirdly good at keeping myself very entertained as an okay. extrovert. With, that doesn't make any sense. As an extrovert without other people, I'm good at keeping myself entertained. No, I think that I just know how to channel my like energy better now than I ever have before. Um, because I feel like, I, I don't know, I feel like I've gone through enough change in the past like five years that have made me good at relying on myself to do things. Um, and like, you know, not really waiting for other people to like make things happen for me and just instead doing them on my own and inviting people in for the ride and all of that. But no, I'm a hard extrovert. Like I have to have like that people interaction and, you know, and I'm grateful for honestly technology. Like I think that keeps me very sane is like the fact that I can pick up the phone and call someone or having like a meaningful conversation. I mean, it's not the same, but like man, you get me around people. I have to like have a cutoff time for myself. <laughs> I can't go, I can't go hang out with people past like a certain point in the day because I will just get so energized. And then at like 3 a.m. you'll find me sitting, like I get back at like 10 o'clock at night and you'll find me at 3 a.m. like sitting in my bed. Like that was so much fun. <laughs> I seriously, like I have such a, I love nothing more than being around people. And I think, I think that in time like people have, like I actually got that question the other day somebody was like are you an introvert and I okay was like, I stole it from your Instagram story so. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the back of my mind to like throw in the conversation <laughs> no I seriously I am such an extrovert it's like kind of scary to me sometimes because like you know like I am and I, I actually had a friend tell me this the other a couple weeks ago he was like you're always like down to do 
things. Like you're always the one that's like, yeah, let's do it. Come on, let's go. Like you're always pulling the people together. And I'm like, that's exactly how I want to be. Like for me, like I, I prioritize relationships in my life a lot and I truly enjoy being around people and creating those conversations. Um, but I think something that's like unique, like about the way that I do it is like, I'm really not, despite what you might think, I'm really not like a technology relationship type person. I am very much like a, Hey, let's go. Let's do like, you know, and I won't touch my phone for hours. Like I'll forget about it. If somebody's in front of me, like it is me and them and like, we're doing whatever we're doing. And like, I have the best time. Like, I just love, I love talking to people, hearing people's stories, you know, whatever it might be very extroverted. Let's say that. Well, it's so funny because for the longest time, I thought I was just like an introvert. And I mean, I still don't know fully what I am, but because I do, similar to you, I have had so, you know, I grew up in like a small, isolated, like little, like actual village idea. Like I'm just used to keeping myself busy, you know, like being alone doesn't, doesn't bother me. But at the same time, I do get so much excitement from being out with people. Like similar to you. I mean, I'd go to like my friend's party for 15 minutes because, you know, just to hang out, see people and then come home. And like, I'm just up for the rest of the night. And it's like, well, I should have just stayed. Like there's just so many ways where being around people energizes me. And I think what I'm starting to realize is that I'm an extrovert, but only to a certain extent. Like it has to be almost like the right kind of people because yeah. otherwise it, it can just be draining. So I still don't know, you know, if I'm in an introvert, extrovert, whatever, but I'm very similar to you where being alone doesn't bother me. And I think that's something a lot of people do face. Yep. So that's something I'm like immensely grateful for. Um, but then also, yeah, like being with people and just like going out and fostering relationships is the best like thing I can do for my mental, emotional uh, happiness scale. <laughs> And I knew, and I knew this would be something that I'd face moving here because, you know, I had literally everybody in my life be like, get a roommate, like seriously, get a roommate. I am so glad I don't have a roommate (laughs) now because I think we'd drive each other insane. Like, (laughs) no, I'm kidding. I have had great roommates in the past, but like, you know, I, I knew that it would be a challenge for myself. And especially since like, at this moment, there's nobody that breaks up my day except for me, which is really <laughs> strange too, because it's like, unless I'm like putting and implementing plans for like how my day should look or will look, nobody is here to be like, hey, let's go do, or like, hey, I'm going to, or I'm going on a walk, you wanna come. It's like, you gotta make things happen for yourself. Like there is nobody but you, and it's really, really strange. <laughs> no, I agree. Do you think? So a roommate is off of the question, but are you able to get like a fur baby at some point possibly? Tell me how I almost adopted a dog. This is, <laughs> I, it sounds serious because I, it really did run through my mind. Like this was like right when like quarantine like times were creeping up and I was like, this is the opportunity. And like, I, I was thinking about it and I was like, what if I get a dog? And then I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I am going to make a decision for the next, like, that will make me, yes, very happy for the next, like, few months. But then, like, for the next, like, 15, 15, okay, maybe that's dramatic, 10 plus years of my life, 
this little decision that I made, which would make me happy, will be continuing to um, involve itself in my life. And you know, right now, I'm so new and fresh here, like I need my freedom. And I need, you know, just to kind of like, ebb and flow with it. And also because I live alone, and I don't really want to have to take out, and I live in an apartment, I don't want to have to take the dog out for um, whatever it needs to do in the middle of the night. And you know, just kind of personal safety, but also like, it will happen eventually. I think. I never grew up with animals though, so like that's a daring statement. <laughs> I'm sure it will happen at some point, but yeah, like it is true where it is, you've had like a lot of, <laughs> a lot of transitions, a lot of change right now. So easing into things is probably a good idea. And yeah, like it will happen. It'll happen when it's meant to happen. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know when, but, but it's, it's, it will happen eventually. Possibly. Okay, so I'm curious. Let's run through a scenario. So you're an extrovert. You yes. like friendships. So let's just, because I think something a lot of people, myself included, struggle with is making friends, and especially in new places. So let's just run through a scenario where we're in Portland. You don't know me, but we're both in a coffee shop. You see me, and you're like, she looks like she's pretty cool. I want to be her friend. Mm-hmm. How do you go about trying to make a friendship out of that? Like, how do you introduce yourself? Let's just give people some ideas, some tips for like going out there, making friends, and just doing the dang thing. I on I I I love this question, but like I also feel like I'm being put on like a weird like <laughs> like interview type. You know what I mean? Like it's like one of those things where it's like this is your scenario. How do you react? Okay, you win a prize if you get the right scenario. <laughs> okay, well I think the baseline, like the foundation to all of this, is like in order to find friends, be a friend, be friendly. Um, and I think it's just about not being afraid to put yourself out there because like, how are you going to meet people unless you are around people? So like, you know, obviously we're at a coffee shop and I don't know you. Um, typically like for me, like obviously like if I have the opportunity to like sit, sit at like a community table, I'll take that option even over like sitting somewhere where I could sit alone because it's easier than, I mean, and obviously, you know, it goes both ways. Like you can only be as friendly as the other person wants to be with you or, you know, whatever it might be. But I think it's just as simple as being like, Hey, can I sit here? Or, you know, if you're in a cycling class, just tell the person next to you, good job. Or be like, Hey, I'm going to be sweating next to you for the next 45 minutes. Don't say that. That's not true. I'm going to be sweating next to you for the next 45 minutes. Like nice to meet you, you know? And I think actually like, I think that every part of my life has made me into who I am, but I think it's something that like really formed this part of like not being afraid of strangers is kind of twofold. First, it's like me moving to all of these different places in my life. Cause like I switched schools in high school, I switched schools in college. So like I've had to go about meeting people in a lot of different ways, but now that I'm out of like kind of the confine of school like the like structure of that I'm like gosh like how do you meet people it's a real question but um second was being a cycling instructor actually I feel like really did help me with this because you're constantly meeting new people and the thing is like you just have to find a commonality between the two of you you know so even if as, if, as much as you know like I see you're working on something on your computer and you know, and honestly, too, it's kind of funny because, like, at the time that I would be going to coffee shops, it's like Tuesday at ten forty-five, and I'm like, okay, we all probably work from home or whatever, you know. And I have struck up so many random conversations with like baristas, people that I sit next to, you know, and they'll just be like, 
what do you do? I'm like, oh, and I tell them exactly what I do. And then, you know, they're like, wait, that's really cool. Like, that's unique. Or I think the best way to like meet people too is like going to local events that are like, or pique your interest and not being afraid to go alone either. Like since moving to Portland, when it was allowed, I've been to three or four events by myself. Didn't bring anybody with me, just went for it. And at each of them, I have found people that have been so kind and have been like, hey, or like, you know, I'll ask the question, can I sit here? And they'll be like, oh my gosh, yeah, what's your name? How are you doing? What brought you here? How'd you find out about the event? And before you know it, I know all of this information about this person's life. And then afterward, they're like, hey, I'd love your phone number. I'd love to go get coffee with you, or we can go out and grab some dinner, or my friends and I host game night every Friday. Like, it's so crazy to me how just being kind, open, friendly, and approachable really does make like such a big difference in like, just like, I think it's truly about like being open to it. Cause it's like, of course, if I go and sit at the corner table by myself, nobody's going to come sit next to me. How would I meet anybody? Like, yep. you got to just put yourself out there. And I say that over and over and over again, just keep doing it. Let it be uncomfortable because the more you do it, the more you practice it, the less uncomfortable it gets. Like you just got to keep putting yourself out there. Really? Yeah. I love, so we, in our first episode together, we are talking about like solo travel and you know, a big thing that we both, Oh, whoops. Both thing that we, we both love about that is like taking yourself out to eat on your own, like doing all these things on your own. And that's like my biggest tip when I travel. Cause I love to strike up conversation. Like if people I'll have to do like a solo episode sometime. I have made the craziest like connections, the craziest stories just when I travel solo. And I'll always sit at like, if there's like a bar setting or something and I'm allowed to sit at the bar. Um, cause I'm under 21 kids. Um, if I'm allowed to sit there, then like the people that have come up to me, like I've had a woman, she came up and sat next to me. We started talking. This was last year at Expo. And it turned out she had been at Expo. And it turned out we were staying at the same hotel. And then she wound up buying my dinner at True Food Kitchen, which is like expensive. And like, it's just amazing what things can happen if you just put yourself out there. Like, it's not going to kill you. I mean. Exactly. And I mean, I think that we need to stop just like making it hard to talk to people like mm-hmm. I think that our phones and all of the community like the like other media that we do just makes it so easy to communicate in such a different way that like we kind of have lost like the art form of communicating face to face or like using you know your words to communicate to another person it's so strange to me or even striking up a conversation because it's like you know, I mean, even for me, like, I'm like, if I have to call somebody on the phone to like deal with something, like, I'm just like, oh, can I send you an email? Which is horrible. Like, I just need to pick up the phone and go for it. And like, I mean, there's just, there's just so much to be said though, about like making yourself available though, too. Because it's like, if you walk into this coffee shop with your headphones in and you're looking down at your phone until you get up to the barista and then you're like, hi, I'll take my almond milk, whatever you're buying. And then you go and you sit, you put your headphones back in and you sit down, you're not approachable. Like, it's not a thing. Like, if, and that's fine. If you're not in the mood, you don't have to be on all the time. Like, it's okay. But if you're taking yourself out of other people's, like, ability to even speak with you, like, of course you're not going to meet anybody. Like, you got to make yourself a little bit approachable. I mean, don't get me wrong. Feel free to put your headphones in if you don't want to talk to anybody. But if you're looking down at your phone, sending off the signals that you don't want to talk, 
you, you probably won't. <laughs> yeah. And also like if people see you talking with other people, so it's like, you're, you know, you're in the line for your coffee. You're probably not going to have a full blown conversation with the cashier, the barista, whoever, but if they see you exchange a few, com you know, compliments, commentary, whatever it is mm -hmm. that already shows them, you know, like, oh, she's up to talk or, you know, like they overhear something you said to them and then they're like, oh wait, where'd you say you're from? Or where do yeah. you work? Like whatever. Like there's just so, there's like the little details that really show people. Like the way I think of it is that I love people watching. I'm an observer. I'm so aware of like everything going on around me. So I always think like when I'm watching, when I'm watching people, what am I looking for? Like what shows me that someone's like friendly, approachable. And then I try to have myself project that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally, I mean, absolutely. I think it's being a friend is being friendly. And I kind of, I kind of have stole that from like my dad. He always used to say like, to say like, if you're bored, you're boring. And, and I truly take that to heart still now. Cause like, there's so much we can do. So it's like, you want friends, be friendly. A hundred percent. So be, well, besides making friends and putting yourself out there, what's some, what's another like lesson or thing you've discovered about yourself since, you know, since leaving school and then moving into your own, like just what are, what's maybe like a life lesson or a self-discovery you've made about yourself? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I think that kind of the thing that I keep repeating to myself since being here is that nobody's going to make it happen but you and that mm -hmm. there's no better time than now. Those are literally the two things that I, I swear I tell myself on the daily. Like, nobody's going to make it happen except for you. Like, nobody's going to make your day go how you think it should. Nobody's going to be the one that does the laundry but you. Nobody's going to be the one that makes the hard phone call but you. Nobody's going to be the one to do the super annoying mundane tasks. But also, like, nobody's going to make anything happen for you except for you. Like, and I think that's probably the biggest lesson that I've learned from living alone is it's, like, you take the highs, you take the lows, you take everything in between and you're making it all happen for you. But also that kind of like goes back to your mindset in such a different way because it's like when something bad or something that you don't really like happens to you, it's up to you then. Nobody else is there to interpret the situation with you except for you. And so like when you kind of get thrown the punches, it's like, well, how do you respond? And like, what am I doing with myself to make sure that I'm staying consistently healthy in such a way that's like, you know, more than, it's always more, more than just like what I'm eating in here. It's, it's, it's how am I speaking to myself? What things am I doing that I enjoy doing in here? And then, you know, it's, it's all of that. It's like, nobody will make this happen for me, but me. Yeah. And, yeah. I was just going to say. I feel, and this is something I've gone through, I think pretty much everyone does, where when we feel lost or confused or frustrated, like that sense of like helplessness or you don't know what to do next, we just look for answers like mm -hmm. everywhere but within ourselves. It's like, what course can I take? What coach can I hire? What can I buy? What can I do? Like, what's going to make this situation better? What can I use mm -hmm. to cope or what can help me through it? And I mean, sometimes, yeah, you do need an outside assistance, whatever it is, but like there are so many things we can do for ourselves or, or questions we can ultimately answer ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's just that like, you've got to be willing to like do the work and kind of, you know, playing into that idea of like, nobody's going to make it happen for you. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just think we sometimes underestimate like how 
powerful we can be for ourselves, you know, like how much potential we have within us already. Absolutely. And I think that kind of like ties into like the second lesson, obviously, Um, just like saying like, there's no time like now, because I keep saying to myself that I'm going to start a YouTube channel. I have been telling myself this for like a month now. And it's something that like, I'm truly interested in. I personally love watching YouTube. And I think that, you know, videos, the future, whatever. And I love sharing stories in that way. Um, I went and bought a camera. I was like, all right, yeah, I'm going to make this happen for me. I'm going to do it. I went and bought myself a camera. And ever since then, I've been making excuses as to why I can't do it right now. And I literally have no reason. My first reason is, oh, my computer's full of storage. And, you know, I couldn't find my password to my hard drive. (laughs) No, I'm serious. I keep making excuses for myself. And then as I progress down this road of like making these excuses, I'm like, okay, but what am I solving here? And then every night when I go to bed, I'm like, dang it, I didn't start my YouTube today. And then tomorrow I'm like, oh, didn't do it today either. (laughs) Didn't do it today either. Like I'm literally making excuses for why now is not a good time, even though like now is the best time. And I look back at my journey on starting the healthy half, which was, I didn't want to do it initially. I had a friend set up the account actually. I don't, did I share this story last time? I think so. Yeah, I had a friend. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I had a friend set up the account. Anyway, summarization then. I had a friend set up the account and he was like, do it when you want to. And I was like, no, it's stupid. It's weird. I don't want to do it. And now I look back at it and I am like, oh my gosh, if I could tell myself one thing, it would have been like, start the day before. Like, <laughs> you will not get any better at this until you do it. Like, gosh, you look back at my photos. I had no idea what I'm doing. None at all. I mean, I still feel like I really don't know what I'm doing at all times, but like, you got to give it a try. And here's the thing is, I think that it's managing your expectations too. When I start my YouTube channel, I'm not expecting any big splash. I'm not trying to make viral content here. I'm just trying to start. And I think that is the intention. I'm not trying to make anything big happen for me. I understand that it takes time to build, but I think that until you take that pressure off of yourself of like, this needs to be an instant success, you'll never start. You really will never start it because, I mean, if I had not started the healthy half three years ago, I know good and well, I would not be here in Portland. I would not be living on my own. I would have chose so many different life paths that were great opportunities, but I would not, even in the slightest, just be who I am today, right now, if it was not for me starting. And, you know, I get that question a lot too. Like, how do you start? I'm like, you just start. You seriously, again, going back to kind of putting yourself out there, you literally just put yourself out there. This is my life. Take it, leave it. Doesn't matter. But just like start now and make it happen for yourself. Like, those are the two biggest things that like, I mean, again, I am trying to teach myself on a day-to-day basis and also like trying to keep habits to be the kind of person that I know that I am and that I want to be. Um, Because I think that truly like life is made out of these small little habits, you know? So since we're all working from home and distancing ourselves and all of these things, like I found myself quickly, which is funny because like I've worked from home for, a long time now, but I've never truly like worked from home like this. And so, you know, you live at work and you work where you live and all of these good things. You never leave work, you never leave home. Boom. 
but like, I'm like, okay, what kind of person do I see myself being at, you know, 2 PM on Thursdays? What do I, what do I want to see myself doing? What do I want to see myself being? And so I actually sat down earlier this week and I made a list of things for myself that are like daily non-negotiables and they sound really weird. And it kind of makes it sound like I don't have great hygiene. I'm perfectly fine. But what I'm saying is, you know, like one of my rules is you can't stay in the shirt and the pants you woke up in. Sorry, you just can't. It's too easy to roll out of your bed, walk into your kitchen, make yourself breakfast, grab yourself a cup of tea or coffee or whatever, sit down. And all of a sudden, before you know it, it's 3 p.m. and you're still in your sweatpants and not not that there's anything wrong with it I am the world's biggest fan of sweatpants I swear if you catch me wearing jeans it's like the strangest occurrence in life like everybody always says that they're like do you even own jeans <laughs> anyway um but like it's it's not like that's one of the things that right right now that's what I'm working on I'm working on becoming the person that I say that I am like there's nobody gets to define you but you so if you want to be that person start doing the things that that person does in your life. Like that's something that I'm like, okay, non-negotiable for me. I want to start taking cold showers. Going to do it. You know, I, I, you got to make things happen for yourself. Like there will be nobody else that makes things happen for you, but you. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes to all of that. That's going to be like the starting quote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it is so true. And that's something similar. Like I told myself beginning of this year, I really wanted to work on because I heard it somewhere and it really struck home this idea of, you know, if you can't keep a promise to yourself, how do you expect to keep a promise to others? And it's, yep. and you know, it's like those things that you were saying, the non-negotiables, the habits that they're not really that hard. We just sometimes struggle to keep a simple promise to ourselves. And there is so much self, you know, I was talking earlier in a podcast about how working from home and building something of your own takes so much more self-discipline than we realize and something as simple as keeping one promise to yourself and then two and then building a new habit out of it like that's such a great way to build that self-discipline and then you show up better for yourself you show up better for others uh you know like your work ethic improves like i'm sure it boosts your mood let's just say it does um like there's just so many ways that it can benefit your life and it all starts with realizing like you are responsible for mm -hmm. your life like you, you have the power and just like going with it. Yep. No. And I, and I, it's also about real, being realistic, truly. Like, I mean, I'm not going to go and make a huge list of things that I tell myself I should do because obviously I'm not going to do them all and I'm not going to accomplish every little thing I set out to do always perfectly fine. Um, and I remember, I'm, I think this is just something I guess that when you work in a corporate setting it's like I did a business internship that was absolutely amazing taught me a lot for a couple of years in college um but it was under promise and over perform and I like love that I'm like yeah under promise over perform okay like so like I'm making myself do small realistic things that I know I can do I mean I know that I can change out of my sweatpants and into different clothes like I know that I can do it and I know that I can prioritize like going for a small walk every day but like if I was to say something like you must wake up by 6 a.m. every day make sure your breakfast is done by this time and just you know run 12 miles I can't do that I literally can I can't run oh my gosh I'm trying you know I can't I'm trying. you know but it's like, if I were to like make this huge list of things for myself to do every day, I mean, but also where's the joy in that? I wouldn't do it. 
so like, and not, I'm not saying to sell yourself short, but I'm saying to like, give yourself a realistic like moment to be like, okay, what are the things that will actually improve X, Y, and Z? And how can I go about it? Like, what's the goal here? Like a hundred percent. Yeah. Like being realistic is so important. Cause I actually just did, or I'm about to record a mini solo episode on just like this idea of you know, like, I won't call it lying, but it's like, there's so many ways that we just, I don't know, we like over embellish the truth to ourselves or to others. You know, like I, I use it in an example when I was writing up the draft for it about how, you know, like a year ago, I was so adamant that I was, you know, like fully recovered from my eating disorder and mm-hmm. like just really over embellishing it, not being realistic. And, you know, then here I am a year later, you know, and five months ago, I stated, you know, like, Hey, I'm not like, I'm actively still recovering. There's still things I'm working through. And it's like, that's being realistic. Realistic is like seeing, like being optimistic towards end goal towards whatever you're going towards, but like also having that bit of realism and knowing the facts and knowing where you stand with them. So yeah, it's like a little balance. You got to find your happy place in between. I think it's so true. Wow. Yeah. And I I think that a lot of it too is just like again you're saying if you can't keep a promise to yourself but also if you can't be honest with yourself like where do you start being honest then like i get it that we have the beautiful reality that we can create our own truth but at some point if your truth is very out of whack with everything else um it's yeah it's different i actually i've been i've picked up audiobooks in this time being because i am <laughs> not tired. I will never get tired of listening to music, but I feel like, and, and also like, I, I can't have shows playing in the background because before you know it, I'm sitting on my couch and it came over for me again, like setting up kind of boundaries for myself, but I've been listening to audiobooks and I just listened to a book called the defining decade. And if you have not read it or listened to it or however you choose to consume your books, please do it. Like it is the most I can't even open saying it's the most anxiety provoking truthful book I've listened to or read in a long time. Um, Basically talking about how, when you set up your life in your twenties, like it's the most vital time of your life to be like, this is who I want to be. This is how I want to spend my money. This is the kind of person I want to spend my life with. This is how I want my career to go and all of these things. And, you know, basically instead of like wishing away your time being honest with yourself right now and being like, okay, what is my reality? What am I doing? How am I doing it? And like, it was, it was so good, but it kind of reminds me of the whole thing of just being like, you have to be honest with yourself about whatever current situation is. And I think especially right now, we all need to be a little bit more honest with ourselves and be honest, more forgiving with ourselves too right now. Like this is not the time to be hard on yourself for whatever it may be. Like it, we truly just need to have a moment and be nicer and be real, be truthful to yourself. And I also, but on the flip side, like, I don't think it's either a time to make big excuses and waste your time away. Like, I think that it's just a redirection of like what you're doing in the moment. And I've had to kind of come to terms with that. Cause I'm like, why I've worked from home now for two years. Why am I suddenly like, um, just, you know, I need to go, I need to go easy on myself. Yes, I do. Like there's a lot going on in the world, but at the same time, if that is me altering my actual reality and truth, 
um, that's not okay either. Like I'm hurting myself then, but like exactly that, like just being truthful is with yourself and making promises to yourself and actually following through with all of the above is like so important. And I think right now is the time that we should really prioritize our relationship with self. And that's what I'm trying to do in all of this, obviously. I mean, who else am I going to prioritize my relationship with your, <laughs> your imaginary you know, roommate? Oh gosh, my family and you know, my friends, but at the same time, like it's, it needs to be about self too. Yeah. Yeah. And like, last thing I'll kind of like say about that whole idea too, is like, just the, someone said it the other day and it just really stuck with me. It's just like, this is a time to explore. So mm-hmm. it's like, for some of us, it's just like, you need to explore who you are. And part of exploration is facing and accepting truths. And in that though, also deciding, do I need to give myself grace right now? Or do I need to give myself like a kick to get going? Because similar to you, like nothing has changed in my life, except for the fact that I don't have my part-time jobs bringing in income. So I don't need as much grace and I don't need as much rest with my, or I don't need as much rest, I should say right now. Um, I have plenty of that. So it's like, you know, I'm on that end of the spectrum. Then there's people who've been just like hammering out at their full-time jobs. Now they're home with their kids. Like maybe they need the rest. And so it's just like, this is the time to explore, figure out what works for you. But like, you can still be honest with yourself and not be hard on yourself. You know, just like you said, you can be honest with yourself and then decide now, where do I go? Like, it's all, it's all up to choice and exploration and so true. You gotta, you gotta adjust as needed, not as wanted always. A hundred. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of adjustments right now. And definitely, you know, again, very grateful that not much in my life has changed. And, you know, obviously a big thank you to everybody that is working hard, but also like it's into those people that are, you know, kind of having to redirect their lives. Like I, I truly, like, I think that's kind of also where like a huge sense of my like gratitude is coming from right now. It's just realizing that like, I really don't have it bad right now. And that just in its, in and of itself is a reason to be happy in this moment. And also like, you know, trying to see what I can do to make other people's lives better in this moment. That's just so full of uncertainty for so many people. A hundred percent. And we did that by recording this. Because hey. we are bringing joy to the people. I hope. <laughs> I hope. No, it's always a fun conversation with you. I could do this all day, honestly. I know. We could just, like, sit with a whole sheet of questions and just, like, move through it. <laughs> like an, a three-hour-long happy hour, just set up with our drinks and our questions and go. My nice cups of tea and water and everything. Well, you, no, you, you've been making some, um, what's the Spindrift little concoction you've got going? Oh my going? gosh, I've been making sparkling water and grapefruit juice and a little bit of lime juice. If you've never done it, please do it. It's so good. I, you kept showing it on your stories and every time I would just get this like insatiable thirst. <laughs> and I just need to get some Spindrift and then some grapefruit. I'm going grocery shopping in a couple of days and I'm going to get the supplies because yeah, I just need some. It's a li- it's the little things, honestly. Like I think I drink an ungodly amount of drinks between like my sparkling waters, kombucha, and the amount of tea that I drink is just, it's embarrassing. Honestly, I think I'm on my seventh cup of tea and it's one o'clock in the afternoon and it's like all herbal teas right but I'm just like obsessed like that's the other thing about me I don't 
I don't, I don't do anything halfway. If I, <laughs> if I am doing something, there it is. <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah, I'm same way. That's me to a T. And I, unfortunately, um, have ran out of tea. So I have two tea bags left. And all my loose leaf is gone too, except for like sleep herbal blends. So I've been like reusing my, <laughs> my tea bags. <laughs> like just like I keep it, I'll like get enough to flavor the water and then I put it in a bowl and I set it aside. And then later when I want more tea, I put it back in. And some could say I'm being eco-conscious and savvy or some could say it's just plain nasty. But um, not eco-conscious. I mean, yeah. remember. <laughs> <laughs> but when I go grocery shopping, besides getting this stuff for my sparkly water drink, I'm going to get some more tea. I have it on my list. Um, yeah. But I couldn't believe I let that happen. And I have one bag of chocolate chips left. And my local stores don't carry my brands. I'm very well, particular. So I'm like flour right now. So mm, yeah, what happens? <laughs> I know. And like, that's the, only, the last thing I'll say is like about this whole thing is I haven't even been able to really recipe test because I'm getting low on all my supplies and the like where I order them from are stock like backed up right now. So it's like, I can't even create recipes as much as I want to, but we'll get through it. We'll get through it. We're all, we all always get through it. Well, where can people find you and learn about your sparkly drink and see your amazing apartment and just follow your bubbly soul? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at the healthy half, H-A-F-F is how you spell half. It's a variation on my last name, so a little fun. And then um, just putting it out into the universe, you can also find me on YouTube at some point when I decide to stop making excuses for myself <laughs> and actually get it going. No, I'm kidding. It's actually happening right now. It's in the works. So find me over there. I will, of course, have some form of a link to my YouTube once it happens on the healthy half. But yeah, come hang out with me over there. This is your accountability because um, this is probably coming out in like, what is it? This is April. This might be coming out in like two weeks. So you better get hustling. Yeah, I promise. Maybe. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's always so fun to be on here. I truly hope this episode made you smile or laugh or just got you thinking. I love having these bit more personal chats with friends previous guests just give you guys another outlook on who they are as a person and also bring up some topics that don't always fit into the interview style that we typically do if you liked this format let me know if you just liked what we talked about let me know i can always have more people on to discuss this further truly feedback means the world and i appreciate it so so much i've been reading your beautiful reviews lately and they just make me smile so much Know that I appreciate everything you do to support the show, whether that's just by listening, sharing on your stories, sending me a message, saying what you liked about it. I appreciate it all, and I just could give you all a big hug, a big virtual hug. How about that, okay? <laughs> if you liked today's episode, you can find Kennedy on Instagram at TheHealthyHalf. She would love to connect with you, and I'm on there at Emily Feichels. You know I would love to connect with you and just let us know your thoughts. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.